Have you ever heard of someone being criminalized for helping others survive persecution? You will today on The Mark Harrington Show. The Mark Harrington Show, your radio activist, is brought to you by Created Equal. You can go to createdequal.org. Find out more about our ministry and support our work by clicking on the donate link on the right side of the homepage there. You can also subscribe to our podcast, which is on all the popular podcasting platforms, and leave a five-star review. If you do that, it gets the podcast in front of more people. Well, today I'm going to be handing things over to my colleague, Seth Dreher, because I'm on vacation, and it's a well-deserved one after my 25th year of uh, ministry. We're celebrating that with my family. So I'm going to be turning things over to my colleague, Seth Dreher today. Seth, take it from here. I should be dead, buried under an unmarked grave in Romania. Obviously, I am not. God had other plans. Now, that's a powerful hook, a hook in a book called Saving My Assassin by author Virginia Prodan. And we actually have today on the show the author of this book, Virginia Prodan, joining us to talk about her book, her journey, and also her plans to come join us soon in Columbus, Ohio, for several events. We're excited to tell her you her stories. I want to just jump in and bring Virginia in on this and have not much of an introduction. You know I'm Seth Dreyer, Vice President for Creative Equal, and I'm excited to be here to talk to you about this book I read last year and to meet the author with you. So, Ms. Perdan, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. It's my honor and my privilege. Well, it truly is a privilege to meet you. I, I've mentioned to you before that I find it to be such a joy to meet Christian brothers and sisters who have advocated for freedom for others. And particularly, I'm excited because, as I told you, my children are very excited to meet you as well. You are someone whose story will resonate. And I, I just want to get into that really quickly with all of our listeners, because, as I said, your book begins with a powerful hook. You should be dead. You are not dead. Clearly, you are here. So can you bring everyone up to speed and summarize why should you be dead? And perhaps more importantly, why are you not? Why are you here with us today? As, uh, as the book said, I should be dead, but obviously I'm not. God had other plans. And the plans, one of the plans, God had many plans for my life. And one of the plans is to be here at this this radio and to let people know what God has been done in my life and the story is not um, has not an end so far he is still working and in fact if people want to read my book my memoir saving my assassin published by Tyndale house publisher they can go to virginiaprodanbooks.com slash brother slash book and uh, uh, they can they can buy it uh, directly there. In fact, I always uh, signed this with freedom is precious because it's indeed and in the same time, it's a powerful uh, book that tells you what God can do in one life. It's not only about me, it's about God who can do, if we obey him, amazing things. And as you will read, and I hope to have uh, the time to share as much as possible, God changed not only my life, but socialist Romania into a democratic country. So today, if you are as, as um, 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 
a person or leader thinking about that maybe your life is not important. I want to tell you that God, uh, your life is important and God can use you to change America. And okay, by the way, that is that is my ministry website. The website that people can find the book is virginiaprodanbooks.com. And but I want to tell you that also my book tells you brings you as a reader by hands and you walk with me in socialism in a society where God is not allowed to be part of our lives and where the government requires you to worship the government. So if you are disappointed with what you see around in America, I really encourage you to read Saving My Assassin and to realize that God is still in control, that God has a reason, and that reason might be to use your life, my life, to change America. So there's a lot I want to jump into with your story, but even just the the title of Saving My Assassin, so we understand communist Romania, and I want to get into communism in a moment, but why was someone sent to kill you? What, what about you? You know, you've mentioned to me on the phone before, I'm not that tall, not foreboding figure. Why did someone come to kill you? Um, well, it started a long time ago where the, the government decided to do this. But I want to tell you that when I was maybe six years old, I watched my parents being political, politically correct outside of home and agreeing with the government to give away their own rights. But also I watched them inside the home whispering how horrible the government is and how tomorrow the government will ask them to give up more rights. So as a child, I developed in me an insecurity. I knew that nobody will stand up for me, the government or my parents, but also I noticed a fire in me, a fire to find out why all the adults surrounding me knew the truth, but they were afraid to find the truth. And in my mind, I thought, because I had lawyers in, in, my, uh, um, in my life uh, as relative, I thought they always, relatives will ask questions and they have the answer. In the mind of a six years old or seven or eight, whatever that was, I thought, hmm, I found the way. I'm gonna go to law school and I'm gonna find the truth and I'm gonna speak up for the truth. I want to stop for a second here and ask your, your viewers to think about how many times in their life that we, we said or they said, oh, this is not right, it needs to be changed. Pay attention. That might be my, your mission. Because I went to law school, I study law school, and I want to tell you, when you read Saving My Assassin, you will find in in this book how you go to law school or any profession in socialist it's not about you the government is the one who decided your who decide your profession and 
I I went to law school in Romania and I went to law school in America and there is a day and night difference. Mm -hmm. So here I am, I go to law school, I um, uh, learned from, I, I was so enthusiastic that I got to law school and um, that I, uh, I graduated from law school. And by the way, in socialists, it's not you decided where you go. Uh, on the left or the uh, right uh, side of the street to open your law firm or you apply for a law firm. No, in socialist, the government dictates where you're going to practice. So God created me a hopeful person. So every day I will go to work and think about that today might be the day that I will find the truth and I will speak up for the truth for everything that I found. Well, few days, few uh, years went by and one day I was so disappointed. I came home, I came to my office and I put my briefcase on my secretary desk saying, I can't find the truth. I, I don't wanna be a lawyer anymore. And she looked up at me like, what are you dreaming? Where have you been? And she gave me three files and said, there are three people that will come to see you and one is in your office. So I took the files and I walk into my office thinking, where is the truth? Why I can't find the truth? And as I walk in my office, I noticed the client. He had been my client for at least uh, a year. And I do remember watching many times him being hopeful in a hopeless land being joyful in a joyless land. And that day, as I uh, stood at my desk, and again, I see his face full of joy and hope, I heard myself saying, I wish I had in my life what you have in your life. Hmm. And he looked up at me, stopped doing, he was putting new documents on my desk, and looked at me and said, do you go to church? And I was thinking, I knew you are crazy. The way you look and uh, the way you are hopeful, I don't know why <laughs> I ask you. But he started to write something on a piece of paper and give it to me and said, um, this is our church. Would you come to church, our church Sunday? And I heard myself saying, yes. I thought that was crazy. Were you scared to say yes? Yes, I was scared to say yes. It was something beyond my imagination that I said yes. The dictator declared himself a god maybe a few months before. He had microphones everywhere and, and was um, collecting information about people uh, going to church. So here I am the next Sunday I take my girls and I was fearful, fearful. I went inside of the church. He was waiting with his family outside and uh, introduced us to, to the church. And as I walk inside the church, I was thinking, the government can arrest me. The government can take the license away. But I was still determined. So I, I went inside. And as I went inside, I heard a beautiful song that I will never forget. The song said, Sinner, come home. Hmm. 
then I kind of relax. I said to myself, these people are good people. They have a, a man behind me. His name is Sinar, and he's coming home today. Mm. <laughs> That's what I knew about Sinar, <laughs> what I knew about God and everything. Okay. <laughs> so our, my clients show us where to sit and everything. And the pastor came, opened the Bible, and read. Jesus Christ said, I am the truth, the way, and the life. Nobody comes to the Father except through me. And in that big church, everybody was quiet. Imagine somebody says, what? That was me. <laughs> the, lady, the lady by me. You'd found the truth. Yes. Put the Bible and show me the, 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 um, the verses. And as the pastor spoke, Christ came real to me. I realized that I was looking at the wrong places, no books and different things, but he was the truth. And that day I accepted him as my Lord and Savior. And I also understood that he was the one who put the fire in me to find the truth, him. And mm -hmm. later on, people will come and ask me to defend Christian and human rights cases because nobody took their cases. There's so much that we still need to get into, uh, Ms. Perdana, about your story, but I want to pause only because for anyone just jumping in on this, we're speaking with Virginia Prodan, author of Saving My Assassin, and we'll have the links for you in the feed and the show notes where you can purchase Saving My Assassin. I highly recommend this book. I flew through it last year when I read it. You will enjoy it too. And this discussion on finding truth is so relevant. Just today, I was speaking to our intern class about how we are engaging people on the streets with seeking the truth or portraying the truth of what abortion does to pre-born boys and girls, and also the truth of who Jesus Christ is. And Virginia's story is one of seeking truth. Ms. Perdan, you know, so you found the truth, and then people are coming asking you to defend them. You're a lawyer, a lawyer who's now a believer in a place that is hostile to Christianity. So, and this is when you start your new journey of defending other people, where eventually the assassin is dispatched to come take your life. Is that right? That's correct. That's correct. As I started to defend Christians, the government started to target me too. So I was uh, followed by secret police everywhere. I had microphones at home and in my office, so they knew my whereabouts. Sometimes when I will go to church, they will come in my office or my home and they will move the furniture, thinking if, if you are too crazy and you don't know that we are watching you, at least by moving the furniture, you will see. Sometimes at home, I found... Um, uh, food uh, plates, they ate my food and they left dirty food. But let me tell you something, and I want you to be encouraged by this. They had access, they followed, they tried to intimidate, but they had limited access. They were not allowed by God to poison me. And for that reason, I'm here to encourage everyone that the truth that Christ is saying to us, the truth shall set you free. Yes, your life is not in the, in the hands of a government or somebody else or a boss or someone. It's in the life of Jesus Christ. And as my life was 
was Amen. in mm. in, in uh, Christ's hands. He gave me power. He gave me uh, directions. And you can read everything, absolutely everything, and be encouraged because you have to be just obedient and say, Lord, show me my mission. Show me what I was created for and to do, and he will give you everything. Stop asking for blueprint. He's not going to give you the blueprint. And you will find encouragement in, in, uh, in my book. And you will find out that this story, Saving My Assassin, my memoir, it's God's story that he built in my life long before I scribe it into my memoir. And he will do the same thing in your life. So surely I was interrogated every day. I was beaten, tortured, placed under house arrest. And finally, the dictator decided to take, to, uh, the dictator decided to send a, a client to my office. That was the assassin. And he came to you. And your story, if you have not read the book, and again, I recommend everyone read it, but the idea of sitting across the desk in a room alone with someone dispatched to kill you is powerful. And I don't want to give it away, but there's something in the title of the book, Saving My Assassin, that suggests what happens. But can you just speak for a moment? So you, you see this man who is there to kill you, and you hear the Spirit of God telling you to share the gospel with him. Can you comment on how you, how you followed through? Because it'd be a bit terrifying, and that's to put it mildly. I can't imagine what that would be like. Oh, yes, he had a gun. He was 6'10 feet tall, and I'm under 5 feet tall. At that, that time, I was 82 pounds. No way to fight with him or run away. But that was not the first time when God put me in, in a terrifying situation. God built in me the faith when I was in the interrogation, everything. And he helped me to see over and over again that the man who was beating me or making fun of me or uh, with a gun in front of me, it's a human person created in God's image. And he is a prisoner in the evil one's tent. And God wanted to use me and the love that he put in me and through the Holy Spirit to share the gospel in order for Christ to bring him to the cross. And I want to say to everyone who uh, is arguing with these people that make fun of us as Christians in America, don't see them as enemies. They are enemies of God and they are, they, they do those things against us because we are under Christ's uh, umbrella, under his wings. But see he, them as God's creation and the fact that God wants to use you to bring them to Christ. What other kind of job and honor can we have in this world than to do this? It's not even in our power. It's in Christ's power. Amen. Well, there's still so much in time is flying away from us, but I, I would love to hear your thoughts on a couple of questions. And one is, you know, there's this kind of romanticization today of, oh, socialism would be wonderful. You've lived it. 
You told us your story. Can you just comment briefly on your thoughts of those who think, well, you know, we can do it differently. We can do it well here. What do you think about that? And what threats do you see to liberty? Well, first of all, people are more fearful today, gradually, and today more of the government than fearful of that. Uh, it is true that nobody can uh, fight or argue with my story. And I had the privilege to go to many schools, um, Air Force Academy, uh, Georgetown University, many, many other schools. And, um, um, and also I had the privilege to go to conservative and non-conservative places to talk with people, young people, people of all ages. And when they heard my story, they stood up and say, ma'am, nobody told us this part of the story. You lived it. We don't want to build this kind of society. Wow, wow. In other words, people are ready to listen. And I have the privilege and an honor that I talk from my own life. And the book, Saving My Assassin, encourages them to see how the society, socialist society, looks like and how God can help each one of us. So I this is this is my mission. I go and speak all over the world, and I can see people uh, accepting Christ, or people changing their uh, their mind, or even their their votes, their mind about socialists and their votes. And uh, I believe that's uh, that's very important today. Amen. Um, as a reminder for everyone listening, I know you just mentioned it again. The book is Saving My Assassin by Virginia Prodan. Ms. Prodan, one final thought here. You say over and over again, freedom is precious. Your final thoughts on, you know, some people today think defending freedom is a selfish act. Why do you think freedom really is so important as our final thought to leave our listeners with? Why does freedom matter? I watch you as American people from overseas, Romania. And uh, you, you help us so much. I watch you for 30 something years here and grow, grew with you as an American citizen. I wanna tell you freedom is precious. We, why? Because we brought freedom and prosperity to people all over the world. It's time for us as Americans to bring Christ and freedom back to America. And God can use you and me. What an honor and what a privilege to be joined, to join the Lord of the universe to make changes and to make freedom in America precious again. Amen. Well, thank you so much, Virginia Prodan, for joining us again. Saving My Assassin, go to virginiaprodan.com. You can get a link there. We'll also put the links that Ms. Prodan gave earlier to purchase the book. Again, I'm Seth Dreyer, Vice President of Create Equal, encouraging you all to take what Virginia has told us today, that freedom is precious. Fight for that banner, stand for it, contend for the truth, rescue preborn babies, tell people the truth of who Jesus is. He is the truth, as we heard in Virginia's story. Keep spreading it, and we'll be back again soon with another show. Hey, let's go straight to the mailbag. We have a question from Farallucci. She said, no one can commandeer the bodily resources of another. No one has the right to use someone as life support against their will. What is your take on this? So here's the thing, Farallucci. First of all, pregnancy doesn't commandeer anybody. Uh, pregnancy is entered into because of sex, consensual sex normally, and consent to sex is consent to pregnancy. 
the, the baby is not commandeering anyone's body. This is something that happens as a result of sexual intercourse. So nobody's commandeering anyone. Uh, you could say in the, in the case of rape and incest, that's the exception to the rule, but 99% of all uh, pregnancies are done, are, are, you know, those are conceived, the babies are conceived consensually, and consent to sex is consent to pregnancy, because we know that can be the result. Also, governments do recognize parents' responsibility for their children. So if you do enter into a sexual relationship with the opposite sex and you do conceive a child and there is pregnancy resulting from that and there has been birth, the government recognizes that those parents have a responsibility for the children. We call it child support. So the government actually does have laws in place that would force you to take care of your children. Also, uh, you know, we're not liable for our neighbor's children. That's clear. Although we do need to report child abuse and that kind of thing, but we're not directly liable for them. But we are liable for our own children. And then finally, abortion is not just the simple withholding of life support. That's not what it is. The abortion is the purposeful, intentional dismembering decapitation and di disemboweling of a unborn baby in utero. Uh, it's not withholding life support. It's intentionally killing a baby. So I hope that helps. Uh, and if you're interested in sending us more questions, you can send them on our social media or go to markharringtonshow.com. We'll see you next time. God bless you. God bless America. And remember, America, to bless God. You've been listening to Mark Harrington, your radio activist. For more information on how to make a difference for the cause of life, liberty, and justice, go to createdequal.org. To follow Mark, go to markharringtonshow.com. Be sure to tune in next time for your marching orders in the culture war.